This is Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like Margaret's seven-year-old daughter in a potato sack race at the Johnson & Johnson Company picnic. He is Larry Bobbin for Apples Olsen. I'm Andrew. Hopes you don't hit the target on the dunk tank. Some cold water. Keller, thanks for joining us. That's Larry. What's up? Two things we will probably never do again in the post-pandemic world. Bob for apples and yeah. go in a dunk tank. The dunk tank might continue on. That's always like a fundraiser thing. I remember being in like second or third grade and having a fair at my elementary school. And even then I was like, why are we all sticking our head and trying to bite an <laughs> apple out of the same water? Like as a little kid, I understood that why that was gross. Yeah. I'm wondering, is that going to be like five years before we ever do that again? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Well, have you ever broken a bone before? I've broke my collarbone once. Yes. You broke your collarbone. Yeah. I cracked a rib. I've had surgery on my femur, but I've never broken anything. And until today, I didn't realize you could break your throat. What? The Detroit Lions center, Frank Ragnow, broke his throat in the first quarter of the game on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. They lost. And you didn't hear about it until after the game because he played the rest of the game. He played all 68 snaps with a broken throat. So he can breathe fine, but he's not supposed to talk. I think that flies in the face of everyone's like, oh, football was rub some dirt in it. You got your <laughs> bell wrong and like taking care of people. But apparently the linemen have not caught up with you need to take care of yourself. If you're hurt, take care of it. If you're what does that program, mean? You broke, it's a, is that like your Adam's apple? Like, what did you break? I don't know. It's your throat. It's broken. There's not a bone in there. So I don't know. Broke some cartilage. That's like the ultimate, like, and that he didn't say anything. Like, everybody in the locker room, like, he, he went to, like, DEFCON 5 in the respect level. Like, oh, he broke his throat, didn't say anything. Right, but that's, again, my point against, like, taking care of yourself. You know, like, people don't say they have concussions because it's, like, the macho thing to do. And then they don't take it. There was a guy that I played in high school. Well, he was two years older than me. So my sophomore year, we're in the playoffs. He fractured his leg got some shots. He was a running back and he finished the game with a fracture, the hairline fracture on his leg. So that's crazy. Are is you that just, or is that are just you like adrenaline coming through you that allows you to kind of keep going? I mean, I guess that's some of it. And maybe here's something, maybe being an offensive lineman in the NFL isn't that difficult. If you can play with a broken throat, maybe they're not really doing anything. They just stand up and, and go backwards and push people. I remember I used to have to fire off the line when I played football. You know, um, I I was about to say, well, maybe he's just not that smart and kept playing anyways. But I feel like the offensive linemen are like so intelligent these days with the playbooks and all that they have. You know, you see these guys blitzing and they change coverages. I was like, you are not stupid if you're an offensive lineman in the NFL. Yeah, I would say that's true for the offensive linemen. The defensive linemen, generally, their IQs are a little bit lower. Oh, they're I feel like that's a dig a little bit more. I play well, O-line, so that I feel sense. like if if by chance I were to break a femur or my knee in this closet while we record this podcast, I would continue on and not tell no. you anything. No. I'm telling you. You would tap out immediately. <laughs> start screaming. Oh, it would be a it would be a I just pulled a heavy podcast. My closet. Ah. Uh, we have breaking Greek freak news, Andrew Keller, NBA season, as you know. Starts up Tuesday night, so we're going to get the uh, 2020-21 NBA season. Yeah. The big talk was, would Giannis Antetokounmpo, the two-time reigning MVP, choose to stay in the lovely hamlet known as Melawake, or 
leave for the bright lights of a big city like Miami or Los Angeles. The Golden State Warriors thought they were going to lure him to the Bay Area because it's a little warmer and sexier. Miami Heat were thinking, we can get the Giannis Antetokounmpo. Nobody is going to get the Antetokounmpo. He's going to stay in Milwaukee. He signs a five-year Supermax extension worth $228 million. That's a lot of money. And if he would have left, I think the max he could have signed for was, was $134 million. I didn't write it down, but he did that. You know, the funny thing about that, which was the same for true for LeBron James, they make more money, a couple of people, with their shoe deals than they do yeah. their actual NBA contracts. So it's like, well, he left $100 million on us. Dude, he gets $100 million a year just selling shoes. Like, this, this I don't, I, I got to believe this isn't a money decision. But here's uh, my point to you. These smaller market teams like Milwaukee typically don't win. That's the point. You go to a big city, you team up Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, blah, 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 Lakers, LeBron James. Would you stay in Milwaukee if you were Giannis Antetokounmpo to take them to an NBA championship? Or would you go for the bright lights and play somewhere where people are going to watch you and it's going to be sexy? I want to be a big fish in a big pond. I'd go to the bigger city. Yeah. I'd go to the bigger city. I thought my favorite part of this story that, uh, the main focus of it was it's so charming that he's he's staying to win a championship. <laughs> it's charming. Well, I mean, that's it's empty. It's like we plan on winning a championship. That's fine. Dallas Mavericks signed Tyler Bay this year. He hopes to win a championship. The Trailblazers <laughs> agreed to a two-year, nineteen million dollar deal with Derek Derek Jones Jr. He hopes to win a championship. Like that doesn't need to be a footnote in the story when like LeBron went to win a championship. Hopefully everyone on your team plans on winning a championship. The under sort of reported part of the story, which I'm hoping is true. The bucks drafted him from Greece. He was like saying playing in the second division, Greek leagues. They really mm-hmm. took a chance on him, sort of nurtured him, helped him to become the person that he is today. I'm, I'm hoping there's a little bit of loyalty in this. And he was like, Hey, listen, they drafted me. They took a chance. They've been good to me, and I'm going to return the favor and stay good to them. Or, or it's he's getting double the money. I'm I'm really skeptical about loyalty to companies. I worked at this company, and uh, during the recession in 08 to 12 or whatever the time frame was, a lot of people were getting laid off, and and the marching orders were, um, it's just business. We can't afford to keep people on. And then the market picks back up and other job opportunities come up and people leave. And that same CEO is like, he, he got mad one time and he sent out a company email about how loyalty is important and you need to, it was disrespectful this person left. Yeah. So it's, it, it can't go both ways. That's not anything about Antetokounmpo or no. the Bucks, but that's just like loyalty is convenient when it fits the narrative, but otherwise I'm not buying it. That's good perspective. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I think the one person who we can unequivocally say is not interested in loyalty is James Harden, who no, has made his here. third appearance on in a row on this show. I was listen. I got to be honest. I was trying to force him in because I was like, we got we got to keep James in. Well, what it works with this Anna Decupo story. Basically, he he wants out of there, and he's gotten every single thing he's ever wanted in his life, and now he's not. And so they're the Rockets and him are coming to a head right now. Basically, multiple front office people are being have been like, he's James being James, and he's never heard no in his life. And now he's he's gotta he's gotta figure out what he how he's gonna move forward. 
What I gather from this article is that he, James Harden, basically ran the Houston Rockets. Like yeah. they would plan the airplane taking off. On would they practice the next day? What does James want to do? Like everything was geared around James Harden. Can you imagine that? Like that's just. I mean, I LeBron. Know. I think LeBron's the same way. He's just he runs his organization. He's just more buttoned up like he's not going to party i love this from one of the front office people said we knew who the boss of the organization was that's just part of the deal when you go to houston the players the coaches gm owners all know basically saying it's james harden's team like they they this article i think it's this article says like if J, they, james would like charter flights to go to like strip clubs in las vegas yeah and so they and knew he, if he went to strip clubs like they're not going to practice the next day <laughs> Well, yeah, he would he would call and be like, hey, I want an off day. Then he would fly to Vegas and party. And then he would he would always get an excused absence the first practice after the all-star break because he would be partying, presumably with a little baby because he's proud of him. Hey, what's a donut again? <laughs> a donut? Oh, a honey bun? <laughs> what's a honey bun? What is that? It's a bunch of hundreds bunned <laughs> up together. Honey bun. Honey. And what Listen. happens? What happens if you reach for the change? In your cigarette tray of your car before you go to the strip club? James Carr says, it broke it here. You get slapped. It broke it here. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think of James Harden slapping the owner of the Rockets looking for quarters as they go to a strip club. I, I mean, if that, doesn't, if that doesn't sum up the fact that he can do whatever he wants, I don't know what does. It's just like... <laughs> I want to, oh, you shouldn't have brought that part up because I can't stop laughing. Uh, all right. Well, it is basketball season. The NFL season is wrapping up. It is time for America's pastime. Typically speaking, February would be the time we roll out spring baseball and spring, spring training. But guess what, Andrew? They are haggling over when to start the season. So here's the question. If you were a baseball owner or you were a baseball player, here's what they're haggling about. As you know, they're rolling out the vaccines across America. So some people are getting vaccinated. They're saying by like April-ish, most people that who want a vaccine will be able to get a vaccine. Yeah. So the owners are saying, hey, let's postpone the baseball season just a little bit till we all get vaccinated and then let's play baseball as regular. The baseball players are saying, no, let's start it on time so that we can get paid for the full season. We're only really talking about Baseball is 162 games. The owners are saying, like, let's just postpone the first 20, which would then be able to get everybody to get the vaccine. Whose side do you take in this? I'll take the player's side in it because they played that abbreviated season under the risk of getting sick, and so they already have a system in place. I think they, they play the full season, not because the owners need to save money, but it's like if you're that concerned about safety, don't play last season. That way your Dodgers don't win. I mean, that's my take on it. That's, I, I, that's valid. It does seem to make sense, though, that we're so close to a vaccine. There's so many logistics that go into quarantining hotels. and da, 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 da. Just seems to make sense that, like, I mean, if you're the boss and logistically you have to plan for it, hey, man, let's just cut it back for 20 games so that we don't have to do all this extra planning, let everybody get the vaccine, and then we could just play per norm. How much do you think these bosses are doing planning? They have a staff that's doing it. It's more that it, yeah, at the yeah. boss level, it's a money it's thing. So it's, uh, I don't know. I, I Maybe the NFL is not going to do it. The NFL is busy grandstanding. Major League Baseball cuts the line. 
they cut to the front of the line. Interesting. We about how it, NFL said they're not doing it, so maybe MLB comes to a compromise. They just cut in front of everyone, vaccinate everyone, and then we get baseball. We get America's pastime. Yeah, it kind of seems like, I don't know, from what I've been reading, it'll be about April that everybody who wants the vaccine will be able to get it. Mm-hmm. So there would have to be a little wiggle room for baseball players to be able to get it by, like, March-ish so that they don't start missing games. So there probably would have to be some cutting in line. That might be not the best of look for a sports franchise. No, that would be a terrible look. What, what Did you take a stance? I don't know. What are you? Are you with the players? Are you with the coaches? Are you I'm with don't leave your house? I'm definitely with you. It makes a lot of sense to say, yeah, don't leave your house. I'm definitely with you that the owners were like, hey, we got to get this season in, so you got to get your buns over here during a pandemic and play. So the players did, but they also know they want to get paid. But it also makes sense that, hey, man, there are some crazy logistics to have to work through, which, by the way, the NBA is going through right now because they start the season on Tuesday to make sure you could play athletic games in a worldwide pandemic. I might be having revisionist memory right now, but I feel like the owners and the players have flip-flopped from what they were negotiating in March. I feel like the players were saying they wanted less games and the owners wanted more. No, no, the players players always wanted the most games because they they wanted the most pay because they only get paid if they play. And the owners were saying we're losing money if we play games. So they wanted to play as least amount of games as possible. All right. Well, I'm sticking with the man. I'm going to have anonymous come hack our show after this. Ah! Speaking of getting paid to play. Have you heard of the college athlete bill of rights that was introduced by Cory Booker and Senator Richard Blumenthal So basically, it's a list of different things for college athletes to be able to be compensated on top of their mm, their scholarships because they're 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 being exploited for. They generate the most revenue out of the universities, but they're not getting paid for it. There was a list of a bunch of different aspects of it. The most I found interesting was the revenue sharing model. And so, for example, in college football the commission would add together the revenue generated by all of the 130 football programs, subtract the total cost of scholarships of the programs. Half the money that's left would be distributed among all players of football. So basically you could be the best player and you could be on the team as the backup kicker and you're getting paid the same. I would definitely try to play college football. Like if there's an incentive, that's a. It seems kind of. I don't know if that's communist. Is that communism, Larry? Um, I know that I'm the one that put this story in the rundown, but I'm having a hard time caring about it because will anything actually happen? <laughs> because like, of course, I feel like athletes get taken advantage of in the collegiate system, and of course, I feel like they should get some compensation. But because two senator blowhards are going to try to do this, is anything really going to happen? maybe this will spark something to happen in the future. I think they should just be able to negotiate whatever contracts they want. Like if you're the best player in college football, you should be compensated. If you're studying to, to get a poli sci degree and your third string practice squad, like you shouldn't be getting paid the same as Kyler Murray when he was at Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, once again, I'd like to reiterate, they're playing college football in a worldwide pandemic and multiple games have been closed and college football and the presidents of the universities do not care. Keep playing. They want money. That's all it's about. And so when people, these colleges say like, it's about they get an education, that is not the case. Well, I kind of approach this from the baseline of, of course it's uneven and this doesn't really matter, 
but it's happening anyway. So let's focus on something yeah. that practical. I'm on board with them getting paid. Uh, it's just they're they're planning regulatory committees who are going to be funded by taxpayer dollars. That's going to get corrupt. The NCAA is corrupt. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be cynical about it, but this revenue sharing model, I'm not on board with. If every football player is getting paid the same across every every organization, I'm going to go play football for Holy Cross and get paid the same as an Alabama lineman. Holy Cross. You think that's a good school to go to play football at? Like, it doesn't sound like a good party school. It sounds like you got to go to a lot of religion classes. I don't they, know. Uh, they wanted me to play there. I turned Shut up. It's in Worcester. Worcester, Mass. So is it like a total Catholic strict school? Yeah, like, it's really small. It was smaller than my high school, and that was the main reason I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go to a college smaller than my high school. But you could have played football at Holy Cross. Yeah, I met with Yale and Columbia, too. Did you get into Yale and Columbia? I was... Uh, if I played football there, I would have been given an ex- exception. I made a decision in high school saying I'm probably not going to play in the NFL and another four years of taxing on my body wasn't going to be worth it. And now with more CTE stuff coming out, I'm, I'm happier that I made that decision, but I still have regrets. Sometimes I didn't I also so- met with the Colorado coaches and they're like, you can walk on we'll have a spot for you. But I was like, I'm from Texas. I should get a scholarship. So I, I didn't. So just to recap briefly here, yeah. you could have gone and played football at Yale yeah. or Columbia, but you decided to run with the Buffalo instead. Is that yeah. what I'm okay? Ralphie just, was calling my name. She said, could have gone Ivy League and played football or go out West. Well, it's nice to have choices because we all know that Kirk tried to get into Notre Dame and he couldn't, <laughs> which is embarrassing. It's embarrassing, Kirk. <laughs> Ah, okay. Uh, I'm trying hard to care about this story, but it's breaking. It's breaking news. <laughs> Russia, oh, Russia. I, I, here, here's what dude, Russia will not be able to use its name, flag, and anthem at the next two Olympics or any World Championships for the next two years after ruling by the Court of Arbitration for Sports. They basically got busted for doping, and they now cannot use their name. But athletes can participate in the Olympics. So is this like the the Prince thing? Where you have to say like. The country formerly known as Russia. I don't understand this. I, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, they're going to, if they win an awards, because I think they, they competed under the Olympic flag last time. I think that's what happened. If they win, they're going to play Purple Rain instead of. <laughs> I want to take a peek behind the curtain real quick. Though. I'm looking at the rundown that you sent me. You made the rundown for today's show. There's seven stories. I don't think you care about any of them. I'm having a you every everything leads in with I'm having a hard time caring about this story, but here we okay. go. Okay, maybe I, I I I truly do have a hard time, but I'm confused. I just understood. So is the the court of arbitration for sports saying we're not going to penalize these athletes, but we're trying to penalize Russia? So like, was it yes. like Russia's bad people were doping people, and it's yeah. not the athletes' there, fault? There's a Netflix documentary that came out that basically. Prove that, that showed how it was proven how the Russian athletic committee or their 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 head doctor was knowingly giving performance enhancing drugs to their athletes. And I think what they're saying here is, if an athlete wasn't already convicted of doing this, they can compete, but they can't compete under the Russian flag. So it's basically saying, I didn't do anything wrong. I should be able to compete. Like 
if I wanted to compete in the Tour de France right now, I shouldn't be banned because Lance Armstrong and Floyd Landis got in trouble. I think that's what that's saying. That makes sense, but I don't know if I follow that that's okay. Like, if Russia got caught doping, shouldn't Russia not be allowed to be in the competition? Well, theoretically, Russia's not, yeah, but that. the people that live there are. I'm the excited to watch the games with you and listen to Purple Rain whenever they win. <laughs> What's Russian? They're good at gymnastics. I don't know what they're going to win. I know They're good know at they're the good discus. At the discus. Oh, yeah, and the, the, the female javelin. I feel yeah. like they got some... Not women. Yeah. Well, Netflix announces a follow-up to the wildly successful show Queen's Gambit with the second season starring Kyler Murray. No. No. Do we, do we have time for this fake story? Do we I'm actually time? into this. I'm really excited to hear about this. Kyler Murray, who, as you know, played for Oklahoma, won the Heisman Trophy. He's led the Arizona Cardinals, where he was a number one draft pick, into the playoffs this season. He's from Allen, Texas, which is... <clears throat> north slightly east of dallas oh he's been successful at everything he's done but he was really good at chess in elementary school too he won the um end of year single elimination tournament as a fourth and the fourth grader and defended his title as a fifth grader and he's still playing he tweeted a picture of him playing on the floor of i think the locker room so so these stories really piss me off because here's the thing it's like it's like these actresses that have like a wildly successful and then they wait to have kids till they're 50 yeah. and then they're like oh when i can't have kids can't have kids and then they get to have a kid i'm always like you don't deserve to have a kid you wait until you're 50 to have a kid why do you get everything in life you're hot you're successful and now you get to have a kid when you're 50 it's like kyler murray isn't it good enough you're just awesome at baseball basketball and everything you've ever done why do you got to be good at chess as well it's not fair how many baseball teams does Kyler Murray own? He can always be better. He can always be more like Patrick Mahomes. It's just not fair that he's good at chess as well as all of these athletic endeavors. What about the Klitschko brothers? Was it Klitschko, the boxers? They're the heavyweight champions in like the late nine, early 2000s. They were the heavy, they were from Russia and they boxed and they were like very scientific about it and they're really good at chess. Do you watch the Queen's Gambit? I finished it last night. Really? Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Everybody's like going crazy about it's it. Not suitable for children. Because of the sexy She does chess? lots of drugs. She's oh. very, very, lots of drugs. And, and it's just real dark about she was uh, abandoned. So she grew up in an orphanage and just people being real terrible. She gets adopted by a family that doesn't love her. Is this a true story? I don't think so. No, but it's good. And this is fun. If you ever do watch it, you get to see the combination of the widest set eyes and the most narrow set eyes side by side on screen. She has a really wide eyes and this one of her co-stars has really narrow eyes. I read some crazy statistic that like the number of people playing chess, the number of chess boards sold on Amazon is up like 250% because of this show. And like the people at chess.com interactions on that website have gone up 500% all because wow. of this show. I like to say, for the record, I'm OG. I was the vice president of the chess club in high school. So I was doing this before it was, I was doing this when Kyler Murray was winning championships. You son of a, you're good at chess too. Actor, good looking, has his own podcast, and he plays chess as well. Screw you too. This has been Sports Best on the Reposted Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Keller for Night to Queens 4. I don't even know if that's a, that's a move. And thanks for stopping by.